How important is silence? There's a quote attributed to Mozart that the music is not in the notes, but in the silence between. And over a hundred years after Mozart died, Arthur Schnabel confessed, the notes I handle no better than many pianists. But he makes up for that, because the pauses between the notes, that is where the art resides. Is silence just the absence of music? Or can silence help a song? Welcome to Song Appeal, where we dive into your favorite songs to answer the question, why do we like the music we like? I'm your host, Hunter Ferris, and over the month of December, we're doing a mini-series where we take a look at why we like five Christmas songs, four on the podcast and one on Patreon. So on today's episode, let's take a look at one reason why we like the quintessential Christmas song, Silent Night. Thanks to songwriting coach Friedemann Fendeisen for contributing his ideas and voice to this episode. You can find more from Friedemann on his YouTube channel, Holistic Songwriting. Thanks to Terry Vosbein for providing this instrumental version of Silent Night. You can find more of his music at maxfrankmusic.com. I've also put a link in the references to his YouTube channel. You can find the full transcript for this episode, references, and a link to hear the song at songappealofficial.com. You can help support Song Appeal on Patreon at patreon.com songappeal, where you'll find some great perks, including the full interview with Friedemann Findeisen. A few years ago, I attended an event where 50 or so musicians each played one Christmas song. If I remember correctly, Silent Night was the only song to be performed more than once. It was performed four times. And I had to wonder, why is this song so popular? I think it's partly because it uses silence in a way that isn't just silent. Elizabeth Margulis, one of the rock stars in the field of music psychology, believed that idea so strongly that she wrote a paper titled, Silences in Music Are Musical, Not Silent. But what exactly is a musical silence? Elizabeth Margulis talks about it as a moment when silence adds to the music, when silence increases tension, and when impressions of the music that just played seep into the gap, as do expectations about what may follow. In other words, moments when the silence changes how we think of the music that comes next, and the music we just heard. Moments when silence changes the song. The author and songwriting coach Friedman Findeisen came on the show to shed some light on the subject through a similar idea that he calls implied tension. What implied tension does is it takes something out of the song and makes us notice that. And that includes taking out all the sounds entirely to make a moment when all is calm. What effect does that kind of silence have? I think it has a bunch of different effects. In Silent Night, it creates more tension and release, it makes us pay attention to the music, and it helps us remember the tune. The most obvious thing silence does is typically it's just another way of adding tension. But not all silences are created equal. Elizabeth Margulis pointed out that when music pauses after the one chord, the silence that follows isn't as tense. She described that kind of silence as inconspicuous and even relaxed and at rest. And almost every single one of the pauses in Silent Night comes after a one chord. But calm silence doesn't mean the silence isn't tense at all. Anyone who's been in the eye of a hurricane can tell you that. Dr. Margulis wrote that silences are invariably imbued with the perception of past events as well as the anticipation of future events. In other words, it's not just about what came before, it's about what we expect to come next. 
We can feel that the song isn't over, we can feel there's something coming next. And wondering what comes next, and wanting to hear what comes next, can cause enough tension to make us stick around. I get to experience that kind of tension about once a month. The church I attend holds a monthly testimony meeting, where anyone can go to the pulpit and bear a short testimony. And every time, there's a moment when one person finishes, sits down, and then we all wait for someone else to go to the pulpit. We don't know who or when, we just know someone will. And the silence during that moment is pretty tense. On the other hand, there is one silence in this song that isn't on a one chord. It's on a five chord. And Dr. Margulis wrote that when silence comes after something that isn't a one chord, the tension ramps up. There's a moment in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, one of my favorite movies, that demonstrates this kind of tense silence perfectly. When two of the main characters are trying to sneak past a security guard, and I mean sneak. They have to time their movements to when he's not looking, or they'll get caught and probably killed. And if the security guard hears them, they're definitely getting caught. So the movie goes silent. No music, no talking. Just Tom Cruise and Simon Pegg breathing as they try to mask the sound of their footsteps. It's an incredibly tense scene, partly because of the silence. Every time this song is silent, we feel the tension that comes when we know something's coming. And generally, the greater the tension, the greater the release. The tension lets us appreciate the release that comes when the music starts again. And when the music does come back, we don't just feel relieved, we pay more attention to the music. Again, Dr. Margulis wrote that silences are invariably imbued with the anticipation of future events. We can feel that something's coming next, and our brains get ready for that. David Kramer and his colleagues showed this when they measured people's brain activity while playing music, but they muted the music randomly. They found that silence activates the part of your brain that processes sounds, and once the auditory parts of our brain get activated, we're ready to hear something, and our brains soak up the next bit of music like a sponge. If you've ever seen A Quiet Place, the alien movie with John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Most of the movie has so little sound that our brains have to strain to hear the sounds that are there. The silence prepares our brains to hear the sounds that come next. Similarly, the psychologist Robert Ornstein suggested that expecting something makes us pay more attention to what's going on, including sounds. And that's exactly what's going on in Silent Night. The silence is highlighting the fact that there is no music, it's an implied tension, we notice something is missing. And we pay attention to the next bit of music so much better because of it. And when we're paying that much attention to the music, we remember so much better. In her academic article, Music Perception, Diana Deutsch pointed out that when we hear music, we don't just hear one note at a time. We group the notes into phrases. That helps us remember the notes so much better because of a process called chunking, where we start to think of a group of information as a single chunk. And let's be honest, it's a whole lot easier to remember three chunks of three ideas than nine different ideas. By organizing or chunking information, our brains feel like we have less information that we have to remember. And in Silent Night, this process becomes crystal clear. The song points out when phrases start and end by giving us the same three-beat silence at the end of each phrase. That way, we can chunk it better and remember it better. By taking something out, 
it tells us like, hey, this is gonna fill up soon, but we're not gonna give it to you yet. And Robert Ornstein, the psychologist, suggested that when we expect something and start paying more attention, we start putting things in our memory better. Maybe that's because expectation tells the brain, this is important, and we start preparing to remember what comes next. Tonight, I'm going to one of my family's Christmas traditions, Michael McLean's The Forgotten Carols. The event ends when Michael asks the audience to join him in an acapella version of Silent Night, one where you can hear the silence in between every phrase. That silence is one reason why he calls this song the one carol that will never be forgotten. Now, you might be wondering, almost all those silences are just notes that are held out for a really long time. And you're right, they are notes that are held out for a really long time. But our brains treat those held notes as silences at the end of phrases. Bradley Franklin and Annabelle Cohen put this idea to the test. They told people to press a button as soon as they thought a musical phrase was over. And generally, people push that button based on when the last note started, not based on when the last note ended. And they're not the only ones to test this idea, and this isn't the only way the idea has been tested. Dr. Margulis summed up the research by saying, the psychological difference between a short final note followed by a silence and a final note held for the length of the silence may be negligible. So whether it's silence or notes that are held out for a really long time, our brains treat it the same way. We anticipate the next bit of music, we pay attention to the next bit of music, and we remember the next bit of music so much better. Especially in Silent Night, which brings us eight separate moments of silence. We can learn a lesson from this song. Christmas is sometimes considered the most stressful time of year, with all the shopping, decorating, and travel plans coming to a head all at once. And that's not including finals, concerts, more social engagements than you can possibly attend. It might sound stressful to ask you to do one more thing, but this will lessen stress in every other part of the season. This Christmas, I'd like to invite you to take a moment to be silent and to think about the true meaning of Christmas. That way, you can anticipate, appreciate, and accumulate good memories about this season so much better. For me, I'll be spending my silent night thinking of a holy night and a holy infant so tender and mild who sleeps in heavenly peace. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, check out songappealofficial.com for more episodes. If you have a song you'd like to request, you can contact me over Twitter at songappeal or by visiting facebook.com slash songappealofficial. You can help support this show on Patreon at patreon.com slash songappeal, where you'll find some great perks, including the full version of the interview I had with Friedemann Fendison. Again, thanks so much for listening. I'll talk with you next Friday. In the meantime, have a Merry Christmas, and enjoy your music.